Santos's kick is lined up. That kick is good. He got it. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. I'm your host Tom Charles and joining me tonight is Dave Barnett and friend of the show Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs podcast. How are you doing Ryan? You know, other than being the ugly American on this show, I think I'm okay. That yeah, beats but- being like the ugly Geordie, so you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's already a win. <laughs> Beat me too. Yeah, apologies for uh, on behalf of Brad that you've got to listen to my droney Mockney voice as opposed to his lovely Geordie twang. Um, he's off on holiday in Scarborough of all places. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, kudos to him and I hope he's having a nice time. But he'll be back later in the week for our second show of the week because this week we actually moved to two shows a week. Aren't oh. you lucky? lucky I like lucky, it. But, yeah, I, I need two. more of you guys. Uh, get your opinions out there. I need, I need more of it. No, you don't listen to us. You haven't got time for us. I do too. No. You know, if you didn't take three months between episodes and stuff. <laughs> That's normally days It's been <laughs> slow, all right. Just... How, that's just a question. Before we get into it, how do, how do you do it? How do you generate content every single day at Lockdown Chiefs? You know, honestly, I get stuck in the mud on one topic every day. So really? I think folks would like more overview, you know, but... Yeah. Um, our podcast really grew out because I would just get on the phone with first my brother who refuses to podcast at all and then Chris and we would just talk and we got to the point like we should just do this into a microphone rather than on the phone every day so um, you know we get we get stuck on one topic and kind of dig in deep yeah because you certainly do you get a number of guests Um, I enjoy the show I'm a subscriber I must admit Um, it's nice to have a fix of chiefs every single day and yeah you, you guys are my favorite Aww. And that's, that's that's not bad mouthing any of the other guys, but yeah, no, I like you and Chris. And plus, we've actually met you as well, so that kind of helps, right? And everything helps when you have Seth around, right? Everybody loves that guy. Yeah, no, he's he's defected now. He's gone to the athletic. He's not an AP guy anymore, so it's you know, right? He <laughs> has officially joined us, though. We are we are a three man show at this point. Oh wow, is that every day? Not every day. Uh, you know, he, he's got not enough time. I'll tell you that. Yeah. We can only get him a couple of times a week. But um, but like you said, he's been churning out that work uh, in written form, which, you know, I can't spell to save my life. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, none of us can, so. No. Beautiful. Uh, no. um, your other venture, your YouTube channel, that's going pretty well, isn't it? Yeah, it's all right. I'm just, like, I'm just trying to keep up with Brad, to tell you the truth. No, you're not. How many subscribers are you on now? Uh, you know, a few. Go on, give us a number. I broke 3K last week, and I feel like I'm doing all right. That's not bad. 3K in, what, three or four months? And Brad's been doing this thing for three or four years, and you've got triple the amount of subscribers that he has? Yeah, but his room is so much better looking than you. <laughs> Hell, so yeah. is he, now that I come to think of it. So my wife <laughs> yeah. keeps telling me, you're doing a great job, but you have a voice for radio. <laughs> no, he, Brad's room is very good. Um, I tried to think how much money he spent on that. Right. Like, thousands and thousands. Like his wife must like secretly hate him. Much. Yeah. <laughs> like I look around that room and think, holy hell, you have the most forgiving wife in the world. Like that <laughs> yeah. is a lot of cheese gear. Think of all like the nice summer holidays that have been lost 
to the, the wayside <laughs> due to all the Chiefs gear that he has in that room. Like, should, should, we, should we go to Spain this year? No, let's go to Scarborough instead because I bought this Len Dawson jersey on eBay. Like, <laughs> well, he was good. Didn't they go to uh, Disneyland, Disney Paris, whatever it is? Yeah, only because he was trying to make up for going to America without her during a, their anniversary. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was supposed to be oh, I didn't even Disneyland in uh, in LA until he bought like a Kareem Hunt signed helmet or something, I'm probably going to say. <laughs> See, my theory is that um, she must have another man on the go because there's no way in hell she can be happy about that. <laughs> but, um, I'm not even going to touch that. <laughs> Sorry, it's Brad. Right. I know you you're listening. Grief for it all the time, <laughs> so it's fine. Anyways, um, the reason we're here: um, the Chiefs played a football game on Friday night. Another football game. That's two in a week. It's crazy. Yeah. Isn't it? It's f- t- funny how time flies. Um, they defeated the Falcons 28-14 after a rather unconvincing first half. Um, the highlight of the first half being a certain throw which travelled 69.1 yards in the air, apparently. Um, how did no you idea react? what you're talking about. How did you react <laughs> when you saw that pass? I'm assuming live, because I didn't watch it live because it was at stupid o'clock in the morning over here. I watched it in the morning after, but... What happened on your Twitter timeline, for example? When you know, I, I was lucky. I, I am plagued by Game Pass here in the states. I know you mm-hmm. guys, for some reason, even though you're an ocean away, your guys' Game Pass seems to be on point. Mm. Mine is not, so I missed most of of the the drives leading up to that. It was literally like the fourth play that I saw, and. I had to go back, and I had to hit that, that, <laughs> that arrow that goes back 10 seconds. And I was like, is that really? And I'm checking where his feet are on the field. I'm like, that's the 26-yard line. Oh, that's the 5-yard line. That's, that's more than I thought it was. <laughs> um, and I didn't, I didn't look at Twitter for about 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden, my mentions were like, was that real? <laughs> Did he actually yeah. do that? I'm like, well, they're not making it up on TV, folks. So, uh, yeah. I think the thing that shocked me is it wasn't a well-thrown pass. It kind of so, wobbled in the air. Uh, Tyreek made a really nice adjustment on it, actually. Like, yeah, right. He had to sort of fade right quite a lot to to adjust to that ball. But the the funny thing I found afterwards was when Mahomes sort of I don't know whether it was in the press conference or or what, but he was just like, to be honest, I'm not sure if that's the furthest I've ever thrown it. I think it might be, but the fact that you can just go eh, maybe just shows how ridiculous his arm is, right? It's like, yeah, sixty-five, seventy, something. Yeah, it's great. And he's done it in the preseason. The preseason. Right. We've got. Well, and that's the thing is, like, I was just waiting for them to hit one, right? Because you, you could tell that, like he said later about the interception, he was he was looking to go long. He's mm-hmm. looking for opportunities, and honestly. When he talked with John Gruden before the draft, that was another thing. You know, where we're built into every play is an option or an opportunity for him to take that kind of stab. And with a guy like Tyreek, man, it's it's gonna be there over and over and over. So you're a defensive coordinator now in the AFC West. You're thinking, Christ, we've got to play this guy twice in a year, and he's got Tyreek Hill. What do you do? You know, I'm I'm putting it in a cover two shell, and I am literally sending seven guys every play i'm running overloads i'm looking at that left guard spot and i'm attacking that a gap every chance i get we'll force him to get the ball out early yeah yeah it's the only way uh, i mean and here's the thing is he can still scramble away from it so you gotta gotta have an edge guy too but man i'm I'm looking at inside blitzes and dogs just to try and get him off of his pace 
Yeah, if I'm looking at that left guard spot, as as uh, Ryan said, that is a very worrying uh, <laughs> position right now on the Chiefs' <laughs> offensive line. Um, but yeah, it'll be if if Mahomes can stay upright, this will be fun. If he can't stay upright, this won't be fun. So <laughs> yeah, as I say, try and generate pressure and get him force him to get the ball out early um don't let guys get downfield and allow him to hold the ball for as long as he did to throw a 70 yard bomb down the field so <laughs> 70 yards yeah. still sounds ridiculous now it really does it's like compared to where we were this time last year with alex smith when we look at the cowboys game for example we're in a hail mary, hail mary situation at the end of the first half and we we put out the most ridiculous play call in the world and it, fair play, it, it comes off. But with my homes, that play call doesn't happen. That ball's being launched the whole way for a jump ball. It's just, it is mad what like the type of player that we've got now where compared to what we've used to for the last five years. Back to the offensive line. Who's taking that left guard spot? Uh, Dave knows what I, I do. I, who knows? Maybe Flip give Andy Sherman coin. a shot because Jesus, I, I'd honestly, right now, I, I don't think he could do a worse job than anyone else that's been put in that position right now. Just don't tease me. Terrifyingly bad. Can do anything on a football field. Probably, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I'd love to see him give it a shot because you're right. I, it's it's a three headed monster. I don't know if they're gonna come up with an option, and that's that's one thing that. Is, is like you said, the thing that can derail it. Although I will say this, if you're a defensive coordinator and even if, if you're not you know, prone to blitzing or whatever and you want to play quarters or you want to, you want to play something that is a, a deeper zone, you're looking at, at having safeties back up another five, seven yards mm. maybe. And mm-hmm. that just opens Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt up for heydays, especially early in the season. Yeah, I think, I think that's the one advantage we have is because we have – a strong running game and obviously we have those underneath threats as well as the deep threats it isn't just a you can take this element of the Chiefs offense out and they're in trouble like you might have been able to say with Smith to an extent um, in the last couple of years so it is going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs adjust it because obviously, especially third preseason game, that's when you'll usually see the starters get more of an extended look. So I think it will certainly give us a better look at how Reed is leaning in that perspective. So yeah, it'd be certainly interesting to watch. One guy that I'm looking forward to watching on Saturday, and I think he's due a big game because he's almost underwhelmed so far in the first two preseason games is Sammy Watkins. He took a lot of slack for Friday night. Um, obviously, he was targeted and that led to an interception. There was another target which should have been picked off where he didn't come back towards the ball. Um, are you at ease with the amount of money he's earning and the level he's playing at at the moment or are you just one of these guys like, it's preseason, let's judge him in September and October? You know, I'm more the latter, uh, especially when you realise that these are little things, and, and no offense to any of the staffs that he's played for before, but the detail in what Andy Reid needs you to do in this offense 
is is so minute and it's the differences between plays like you said coming back maybe a yard and a half for that that ball in the end zone makes a gigantic difference and I think that it's it's as athletic as he is and as good a receiver as he is there's there's some missing in some of the detail work and I think that's something that's got to come along as he continues to progress along his career path and so I'm more the I wish he was paying more attention it seems like concentration lapses a little bit to me but I'm going to hold reservation to get any kind of real nervous until uh, till the regular season begins. Yeah, you know me, Tom. You know how much stock I put into preseason. Um, mm-hmm. It's literally zero. Um, I'm pretty sure most of the vets would rather not play any preseason games if that was an option. Um, so, yeah, I'm not overly worried yet by any stretch of the imagination. Um, come the you know end of september early october and we're still having this discussion then yeah maybe you start to worry a little bit more but yeah two preseason games in not really too worried yet how how do you think he gets judged as a successful season do you think it's on the overall offensive unit or is it his individual contribution to it because I say this because Kelsey and Hill have both and Hunt have all been there and done that done it in this offense so if Sammy Watkins has a five six hundred yard season but the offense still puts up 400 yards a game are we are we happy with Sammy Watkins contribution in that in that case I say I think that's where you're going to get different perspectives especially probably internally and externally like within Kansas City and the Chiefs Kingdom, you might have a little bit of a different perspective on how his season pans out over sort of the national media who will look at this receiver that's earning so much money a year and go 700 yards and, say, five TDs. If that's his stat line at the end of the year, then I think he'll get a lot of criticism and the Chiefs will be probably criticised in the media a fair bit for giving him such a big contract. But if that opens up, if his play helps open up the rest of the offence for Kelsey, for Hill, for Kareem Hunt, and even some of the other guys like Conley and Robinson, then I guess you would have to class this as a success. I say, I don't think the Chiefs' offence is especially under Reed has ever been about one guy. It's always, you know, get it to the best guy on any particular play. And it's never like, you know, even Smith's, you know, first couple of seasons, I don't, he didn't have a thousand yard receiver. It's, he's, it, it's all about spreading the ball around. So as I say, like for me personally, obviously I'd, rather see a slightly better stat line than that but if it, as I say if it helps open up the offense for everybody else then I probably would say it would have been a successful move for the Chiefs in sort of the the overall picture Ryan have you got anything to add to that or has Dave pretty much covered it all he's you know, quite thorough Dave he is and <laughs> and I have nothing to argue with that I will just say that I personally will lean a little bit more towards the sum of the parts. Uh, wins cover up everything for for fans. For me, it, it's about value and does his the attention that he draws does it directly open 
whoever else is scoring. And I think that's fine if that's the way it works. But what it comes down to is does Andy feel that he's doing what he needs to do, that he's getting his value if he is, say, a decoy or the second option. Um, But I have a feeling, honestly, that especially after plays like we saw the other night, uh, that Sammy's going to have more opportunities than we may have thought initially because so much attention is is going to shift towards Tyreek Hill that I, I think he really is in position to to have a much bigger contribution than that. Well, I hope you're right. Honestly, Dave, the Chiefs can get Kelsey Hill and Watkins all run together. The offense is going to be borderline unstoppable. Um, on the other side of the ball, Friday night saw an injury to Stevie Nelson. It was a rough night, to be honest, especially the first half. Um, Stevie Nelson was injured with a concussion, uh, taking a knee to the head. It looked like it hurt. Um, On a touchdown play, he looks like he's going to be out for at least a week or two. So uh, he'll be aiming for week one now. So the Chiefs went out and picked up Orlando Scandrick. Mm. You might know the name. He used to play for the Cowboys. Um, one and a half million, one-year deal. Pretty much says goodbye to Bashar Breland ever coming to Kansas City, even though no one really knows what that guy's up to these days. Um, how do you feel about signing Orlando? You know, I think I'm in the minority. I feel like it's it's a decent move because while he may not be the athlete Breland is um, and he may not be as good at the press, his veteran experience goes a long way in a room where David Amerson at, at what, fourth, fifth season is, is the elder statesman. Um, I, I think that kind of steady, I've seen it before, I know how to deal with it, even though I'm at a, an athletic disadvantage, I think that goes a long way for particularly this situation. I don't know that he's one of the starting three unless Amerson falls on his face, which I'm not going to say isn't going to happen. But any injury to those top three that is sustained that, you know, even if Nelson comes back for week one, if he, if he gets hurt again, then the difference between a guy like Skandrick who has that many reps against top flight competition across this league, that makes a huge difference versus Tremont Smith, who's been here, you know, a grand total of six weeks now. So I personally like having it as a safety blanket, if nothing else, but a lot of folks are down on his performance. Do you think that's an age thing, why people are down? And the fact that he has been cut by the Cowboys, then cut by the, the Redskins, or do you think he's not passing the eye test for people anymore? I, I think it's mostly an age thing, because if you look back, his years with with Dallas up until the last season or two have been pretty steady and, and a decent performance. He's He's not elite, he never was. But he is a guy who can hold down his part of the field, which unfortunately for the Chiefs in particular, um, really is best suited inside at the nickel. But he has played outside. He can do that job should he need to. And with this particular group, say if Nelson remains out, you can leave Fuller on the outside and let Skandrick play inside where he's best at his performance. Uh, and you'll have to roll your cards a little bit. But I think it's mostly he's an, he's an older name that, that folks want to see – uh, you know, a, a guy on the upswing like Breland. I think, I think the spurning of Bashad Breland is really bothering some Chiefs fans. <laughs> Where do you think he is right now, Bashad Breland? Because we were think, talked, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and me and Brad decided that he was in Cuba. Um, but where do you reckon he is now? I don't know. If I was him, I, I'd probably be hanging out in Cleveland. But <laughs> you know, they need help across the board. He's going to sign somewhere. I, I, my thing with with Breland is, I feel like he is uh, he's about the contract, not about the team, or not about his future. So, mm-hmm. 
at some point, somebody's going to get desperate, have a serious injury to an elite player, and they're going to look to bring him in. He's going to get close to that contract Carolina almost gave him at, uh, I think it was $8 million average. Right. I'm just got to check my list. Sorry, I'm not as good as this as Brad is. I'm sorry. This is only like the fifth show I've ever hosted, and you've been on like four of them, I think, Ryan. So I appreciate um, it. I, 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 yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, I think every time... Um, Brad can't make it. Dave's like, bring Ryan in. <laughs> so he's just itching to get you on the show. Um, it's only because I just can't stand being alone with you more than anything. But let's, you know, <laughs> let's not go into that, shall we? Let's stay we happy know, positive. <laughs> we all know what happened last time we were in a room together, Dave. Um, things got freaky. Uh, anyway. Oh, well. <laughs> sounds like there's a story there. <laughs> honestly and i have no idea what he's talking about (laughs) that worries me quite a lot yep you were asleep um (laughs) anyways uh ben neiman ben ben neiman the new crowd favorite yes or so it seems the rest whoever win whoever wears 56 just becomes a crowd favorite apparently um he's having himself a preseason. He had a big game against the Texans, and then he got himself a score pick six on Friday night. Got bumped up the depth chart as well. He did. I like this kid. I like him a lot. Um, he's impressed me more so than the other two inside linebackers in Smith and um, Elegue so far this preseason. Yes or no answer, then we go into details. Does he make the final 53? Yes. I agree. Why? Honestly, because he outplays Terrence Smith pretty much every part of the game. I disagree. I think Akeem Oligwe is still ahead of him, especially in coverage. But mm. I don't think Terrence Smith has anything, any kind of advantage on what we've seen from him to this point. My issue is, I think, if you try and put him on the practice squad, someone takes him. Um, and as I say, I think that's a risk the Chiefs probably won't want to take now. So, yeah, I can definitely see him making the 53 at this point, providing he obviously keeps keeps going like he has been. And in all, all honesty, the fans love him. He really is a fan favourite already. I put out a post on Twitter the other day just asking if he makes the final 53. And I think I received like 70, 75 replies. <laughs> Which which is mad for a tweet from us with what with our five thousand followers or whatever how many it is, but everyone is on board with this kid. Obviously, it helps when he scores pick sixes, <laughs> but he always seems to be in the right place at the right time, and that's what good players do. So I, I like him. Um, I agree with you, Dave. I wrote about that myself that he's not gonna survive the practice squad. Someone somewhere will get desperate. And we'll have a need at inside linebacker, and we'll pick. And he's got film now. There's film on him, so someone will eventually pick him up. Um, I'm excited about him. I hope that he can get a number of reps on Saturday, and obviously he'll pretty much play a full game. You should imagine in week four. So yeah, I'm excited for Ben. Um, anyone else or anything else on the defense as a whole? Because it's not really impressed so far this season, aside from. Ben Neiman and probably Kendall Fuller. Um, are, you, are you concerned at this moment in time or are you happy to let this play out until week one? A bit concerned, I have to say. Now, obviously, there's 
a lot of youth on that defense now. So you expect there to be some growing pains, I guess. Um, but we kind of haven't. It's like it's, it's I not come like, together yet, has it? But it's just it's just like sometimes you see flashes and you think, okay, there's something there to work with. Whereas what I've seen so far, it's been like this just doesn't look good. I haven't really seen the flashes. And considering like how we're on a you know how this was a big thing about pass rush in the draft and generating pressure, I haven't really seen any of that so far, which again slightly worrying from my perspective. But as I say, preseason doesn't normally bother me too much, but this bothers me a little bit. I can't argue. Uh, I think this is more of a function of preseason, and especially the young guys getting getting their feet under them. I'm more concerned with the back end because whether they're making plays or not is one thing in the preseason, but I, I see the safeties out of position more than I want to see. Um, and part of that is probably by assignment because I think Bob is continuing to stick, particularly the safeties, into roles that they are not built for. Uh, he wants to mold players to his three safety system, be interchangeable, and not let a you know, guy have a, a set role. And I think that's that's still a mistake that Bob likes to make fairly often. So, do you think that the Chiefs are needy at safety? Do you reckon they need to go out and get one? Obviously, the Bengals released theirs. I can't remember his name. You're telling me, Ryan, you, Georgia Loka. Come, yeah, that's it, Georgia Loka. Um, do you think the Chiefs could make a splash at him, or do you think they're going to get outpriced? I think they're probably going to get outpriced for what they want to spend, but I think they should make a run at it, especially Eric's current injury, his soreness in the heel, is exactly the descriptive they used last season in the run-up to the regular season where he, he got the full-on injury to the Achilles. So that, that has me a bit concerned. I like that they're being cautious about it. But if you're looking at a season with Leon McQuay and Eric Murray, it's going to be a long season. As much as Mahomes goes downtown, the other team's going to as well. Um, that's going to be tough. And I'm an Eric Murray fan. Um, I think he needs to be left alone to play the deep middle and, and figure it out. I think he can grow into that role. But if Eric's fine and, you know, whatever testing they can come up with, I don't know that you get much of an out of an MRI or, or even an ultrasound or anything. So if they're comfortable and, and Eric Berry's on the field, then I think they're fine. But for me, if I'm Brett Feach, I'm trying to back that up. And a guy like Aloka for a year or two, I think, is a good deal. Yeah, don't be surprised to see many 70, 80, 90-point games for the Chiefs this season. Um, I think I think the offense is going to be as good as the defense could be bad. Um, we could be in a position where Pat Mahomes and co. will have to score 35 points a game mm-hmm. to win, which isn't ideal. It's entertaining for the neutral. Um, Stats-wise, it's going to look good for the offense, but I think we might have a few heart attacks and a few nervous nights, especially late nights for for us over (laughs) here. It's not going to be fun. Um, I've got a few questions from listeners. I've got two questions, rather, from listeners. So Um, I I fizzled them down just to two. Um, The first one's from Sam Matthews. Other than Mahomes and Kareem Hunt, which of the 2017 draft class, if any... Do you expect to break out this year? So obviously, I was talking about K-Pass. 
Jehu Shesson, Eligwe, and McQuay. Got to be K pass, I think. Like he was, I think when we when we drafted him, he was described as a project. He was going to need a year to minimum to get up to speed. So I think if there's anyone from that draft class that you're expect, expecting or hoping to take a big step forward, especially with the you know the lack of pass rush that we had this last year, you would hope that. K-Pass would be the one because he's certainly got all the physical attributes. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he can put that together this year and uh, take a step forward. Yeah, I would tend to agree, especially what I saw at training camp was not just that he was um, being relied on to provide that pass rush, but that they were moving around, that they were using him in different situations. A lot of times they stacked him with either Houston or Breland, uh, and that's – Breland speaks and Tano Passigno together rushing on either side of a tackle is is a difficult dilemma for that tackle. He's going to need guard help, and that opens up Justin Houston on the other side. And I have a tendency to think you're right. I don't trust D, D Ford's back to stay healthy. Um, but right now it looks like he is, so maybe it's going to be a delayed reaction. I am a little bit more concerned that uh, Kimi Aligwe might have a chance to play more, uh, and, and I just don't know if he can have the impact that K-Pass can. Another question from Jeff Gold. Um, I sorry, I didn't answer that. I agree with both of you, so I thought it's pointless me <laughs> repeating the same thing as you two. So, um, Jeff Gold asks if you could get anyone you wanted on your podcast or our podcast as a guest presenter, who would it be? Hmm. Dave, I'll let you go first because I've already told you about this question, so you've got an answer prepped. Yeah, my, my answer, uh, Mitch Holtis, hands down, would be the perfect co-host. Um, the one the one chance I did have to meet him and talk with him uh, was when the Chiefs came over to London a few years ago. Um, and we went to that uh, meet and greet at the Admiralty in Trafalgar Square and... Uh, Literally, we stood for a good half an hour while people were coming up to him, signing, he was signing autographs and just having a chat. And that guy just is Chiefs football. And um, yeah, honestly, I think you could fill probably about a day long show just of <laughs> him talking about Chiefs related stuff. So yeah, I definitely think he would be the ideal co host. Think, think how many of our. Like, I think how many listens we'd get if he was our host instead of Brad. Like, maybe we should maybe we should campaign for that. Start a hashtag. You Mitch guys are Brad. connected with the organization. I think you can get that done. I don't know. Have you listened to some of our podcasts? Like, we, uh, well, we, yes, but we, we go we go a bit too far sometimes. I don't think they want to be associated with the actual show. I don't yeah, think you'd, they understand what the World Cup is. <laughs> Patrick can put all the blame on Brad. And that's yeah. the reason we're trying to get rid of him. Maybe it's before like the we perfect go- excuse. Well, maybe <laughs> before we ask them, we'd have to go through and like delete half of our back catalogue. <laughs> our- <laughs> <laughs> and then we end up redoing our fiftieth show. You know, I thought you did that in April. No, we deleted twenty-seven of our shows. <laughs> this I is think we the could all say time that. we'd recorded the fiftieth show. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> what? Marcus Pierce got traded? <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> Our instant reaction. 
Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I've put myself in a mood. Um, we're talking about <laughs> cornerback play. And to think we had Fuller and Peters on the same team literally Oof. seven months ago. Uh, Tom, don't go anyway. there. It's a, a, anyway. <laughs> a deep, dark hole you can't return from. Let's I not know, do it. I know. I've literally just got over it as well. Uh, Ryan, who would... Touchdowns. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back in the room. Um, Ryan, who would you have as a, a guest host... You know, for me, on Chiefs. I am fascinated because uh, I don't come from a coaching background. So I am fascinated at, at the concept of team building and how the evaluation leads to X decision, how you go out and try to trade for Cam Irving, how you call up Buffalo and say, I want Reggie Ragland, I'll, I'll give you a fifth round pick. For me, I'd love to sit down and it doesn't have to be on the show. I'd throw a tape recorder in the corner of the room you give me a day with Brett Veach, and I think that would be not only enlightening but entertaining as well. I, I like his intensity. I think he's he's got more personality than he shows, and I'm very intrigued by that. That's a good one. I like that. I don't know who I'd go yeah. for. I've been thinking about this all day. I I did originally think Mitch, but then Dave told me he was going to go for Mitch. So um, I'd probably have to go someone completely non-Chiefs related. Um I don't know. I'll think about it. Oh, by the way, while we're here, I've got an apology to make. Um, for, oh, really? Yes, I've got an apology to make for last week. Um, last week I asked... Our Just listeners, last week. I yeah, feel like there's more than that that you need to apologise for. <laughs> okay, right. I apologise to my girlfriend for being the worst boyfriend in the world, for making her get up at night to feed my two young sons. No, anyways, um, last last... Last week, I obviously asked a question regarding nicknames for teams. I told you there'd be seven. That's because the person that asked me the question told me there were seven. Well, after the show, me and Dave went through it, and it turns out there's actually nine. So, well done if you correctly got Red Sox, White Sox, Avalanche, Lightning, Heat, Magic, Thunder, Jazz, and Wild. To let you know, Ryan, in case you didn't listen to the show, it was of the four major American sports, nine teams have the nickname, uh, have their nickname not ending in S, only nine. <laughs> and I asked it seven, so yeah. I really Apologies. didn't know there were other major American sports. <laughs> yeah, apparently there is. Um, the, be- the best thing was, though, literally, like as soon as the show had finished recording, and I was like, right, let me take a stab at this. And the first team I said was the Jazz. And Tom went, oh, that oh. wasn't one of the answers that I had. And I was like, <laughs> oh, right. Can I ask <laughs> so you guys a question? That's definitely not right. What, yeah, are, what, are, what are cricket teams named? They're actually not too dissimilar from, like, American football teams in terms of, from the one-day perspective at least. You see, in cricket, Ryan, and here's here's a little cricket education for you, shall we say. Thank you. There's there's three forms of cricket. There is there's test or four-day cricket. Um, there is one-day cricket, so 50 over or 45 over cricket. And then there is 2020 cricket, which is 20 overs, surprisingly enough. Um, so in like the, the one day, the 50 over and 20 over forms of the game, uh, all of the counties have like nicknames. So like Lancashire, which is my uh, home county, are the Lightning. Uh, Tom, I don't know which is your home county. Well, I live in Bedfordshire and I think our, I think our local cricket team he plays in a pub league I'm not going to lie <laughs> yeah, but... I don't know Dave I don't well know yeah so anyway this, uh, all the one day 
But in the in the the four day and test form, they they just go by the county names because yeah. it's all super formal and proper. So we can't be having terrible nicknames like those silly American sports. Um, <sighs> so yeah, only in the one day form do they have the the fun nicknames. Dave, you couldn't have put that any better because you've led to our new game, Ryan versus Dave, which Uh-oh. is about Americanisms. Oh, Perhaps, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I might get slightly more competition from Ryan than I did from Brad. So, <laughs> right, the he, game is simple. You're gonna take it in turns, Dave. I'm gonna give you an English term. You have to give me the Americanism of it. Okay, Ryan. I'm gonna give you an American term. You have to give me the British version of it. Best I can. Right, my my money is on Dave because we watch American films. You don't watch Ameri- UK TV, I'm guessing. I watch Shetland. That I don't counts, even know what I, was, that is. I thought you were going to say Downton then. Downton <laughs> it's produced like by the go to show gentlemen. for Americans. <laughs> okay, right. So Ryan, I'm going to go first to you. Okay. Right. What do we call a band aid? Uh, a bandage. <laughs> no, a plaster. Oh, a right. Plaster. right. <laughs> so, Dave. Yes. What do Americans call a bonnet? A hood. Yes, they do. A hood. Yeah. So, a, a car bonnet, Ryan. A car bonnet. Okay. Just to help you out. Okay. Ryan, what do we call an eggplant? I didn't know there was another term. Uh, <laughs> eggplant. No. Um, it's, it's an aubergine. Ah, <laughs> an okay. aubergine. Dave, Dave. Mm. What do we... No, what, I'm getting I'm confusing myself here slightly. What does Ryan call a rubbish bin? Trash can. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> trash can. I, I'm right. Yeah, you call it a trash can when you take your garbage out then yeah oh i use yeah. garbage myself but yeah it's all the same it's all in my head thank <laughs> you you're right you've got some catching up to do here Ryan. <laughs> um what do we call cleats uh trainers oh, close no close. boots oh so like football boots rugby boots you call them cleats so gotcha um yeah uh Dave, mm. what does Ryan call a dual carriageway? A dual carriageway? Yeah. If you get this, then I'm just leaving this show and you can be yours forever. I'll just leave you our heads abroad. <laughs> um Oh, this is this is tricky. Uh Yeah, Ryan's on a tight schedule, you know. <laughs> it's not the freeway because that's the motorway, right? So he's he's got to go back to work soon. Uh, this is great I, for me. I'm good. I'll, I'll have to go. I'll have to go. I, I know. I think freeway's motorway, but I'll say freeway. No, apparently, Ryan, you can vouch for this if this is actually a term. But I did just Wikipedia it. Mm. Um, a divided highway. Is that correct? I call it an interstate most of the time, but sure. See, we have states. All right. (laughs) Divided (laughs) highway. There we go. Um, Ryan? Hmm. An eraser. What do we call an eraser? (laughs) 
So something on the end of your pencil. Right. Uh, a looky-loo. I have no idea. <laughs> it's a rubber. Oh, well, certainly has a different connotation here. Which is also a nickname for condom. <laughs> Just <to> let- condom. <laughs> huh? Is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> Just to let you know. <laughs> Forgive him. <laughs> and then finally, Dave, um, mm. what, what does Ryan call a torch? Flashlight. Yes, he does. Yeah. He calls it. Uh, so the final score was Dave free, Ryan nil. Um, at least we taught Ryan how to speak English because I'm constantly getting that. Whenever I write something for Arrowheads Abroad or write, send out a tweet, I'm constantly getting like corrected by Americans. I'm like, it's English. <laughs> like, I was going to say, the language is not... called English. It's like... We I had was... it first. All right. I... <laughs> I got into a, a little debate because I called... You obviously say math, don't you? Or mathematics, in, sure. Yeah, or mathematics. But we just... We say maths with an S. <laughs> oh, yeah. multiple. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just we do. We say maths, you say math. Hmm. And I got... I just got berated by someone on Twitter for this. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's English. Like, American English is made up, no offense. But <laughs> it's just... It's English. They basically, just, like... You know, they threw some tea into, like, you know, the harbour and then got all uppity about the language and it was a revolution and changed yeah. some words so it doesn't sound the same. Yeah. Wait, yeah, who did basically. you throw out to become colonists? I don't think we were uppity. <laughs> the strange thing is, right, that despite all of that, the New England Patriots are the most popular team in the UK. Yeah, I know. Who'd have thought? Could it, it be the name? I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't. Yeah, they just don't want to look up history, do they? Christ. I, I have a question say, for they do, you. Guys. Be, uh, oh, another one. Because I don't want to get in trouble. Because I, I have a friend, military, happens to be stationed in Sydney right now, and he asked me whether I'm talking to one of the people he's with now or I'm talking to you guys. Is there a difference? Am I going to get beat up if I tell him to call somebody a bloke or a mate? Australia will probably get away mate, with mate. I think mate yeah, is, yeah, is, more their is term. the go-to term in Australia. Um, okay. There's also another term that they use in there, but it's highly offensive in America. So I won't tell you what that is, but they use it I as an endearing kind of term. Um, it begins with a C. Oh, right. With, um, yeah, and it's viewed very badly, I understand, in America. But Not it's actually me. used as a tier of it term of endearment in australia for some reason don't ask me why i don't but, know but not in the uk well, they're all chargers fans like like chargers offends me like is that way is that where you're going like, you cleveland is more than four letters <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yes it is yes it is right anyways that's enough from you guys um thank you very much for joining us ryan <laughs> thanks um, for having me <laughs> i will invite all of our listeners to go and Listen to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. What's the website? Is it just LockedOnChiefs.com? It is. Excellent. Nice and easy. I like how uh, you did locked... your research that, Tom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like... Right, I what's your website again? Yeah, you tell them. 
<laughs> I get it come up on my Spotify daily. That's that's how I that's how I listen to it. Oh, you're so, the Spotify user. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's just me. Yeah, um, yeah. Go out and listen to Ryan, um, but don't listen to it too much because the chances are, if you're listening to him loads, you're not listening to us. So uh, oh, you guys are more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> no, I doubt it. I, I, I Plus, doubt. we speak real English, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, from myself, Dave, and Ryan, who are all top blokes, um, <laughs> from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. <laughs>